you look at the all the big multinational Indian companies in IT in electronic city, in front of no technology company, a poor man sits with this child and says, you know, I want a free software, right? Whereas in front of any hospital, in most developing countries, nearly 80% of the world's population, there are always people begging the, uh, the hospital doctors to save their child's or loved one's life. This is a reality because our governments, without an exception, have failed to offer healthcare to the citizens. So welcome to Outliers. Uh, this is a podcast with Outliers. And uh, in fact, today uh, I'm sitting with uh, someone who's more a disruptor than an outlier, at least I believe in that. Uh, uh, welcome to the Outliers podcast, Dr. Shetty. Uh, we have uh, Dr. Devi Shetty, who is, of course, known as uh, a pioneer and a disruptor, both, <laughs> in uh, transforming the healthcare uh, industry in India. Uh, I first heard about what you were doing, uh, mostly uh, the conversations were around uh, the affordability and things like that. But uh, I thought we could, uh, since we are pressed with time, we could quickly focus on some of the life lessons that you could share uh, with the listeners of this podcast in, in, in solving a very unique in India problem. A lot of entrepreneurs who are, you know, it's not really sexy building India <laughs> uh, focused solutions. Uh, uh, so what are some of the life lessons in, in building Narayana Hidale and where you are today? See, the, uh, the, the problem of uh, healthcare industry is uh, uh, if you look at the all the big multinational Indian companies in IT, in electronic city, in front of no technology company, a poor man sits with this child and says, you know, I want a free software, right? Whereas in front of any hospital, in most developing countries, nearly 80% of the world's population, there are always people begging the, uh, the hospital doctors to save their child's or loved one's life. This is a reality because our governments, without an exception, have failed to offer healthcare to the citizens. And uh, we can ignore it, right? Choice is yours. But imagine a situation as a doctor, as a heart surgeon, I see about 60 to 100 patients every day in my outpatient. There are times I have seen 120, 130 patients. Added to that, I need to do at least one or two heart surgeries. Most of my patients are little kids on a mother's lap. Uh, you examine the kid and tell the mother that, you know, her baby has a hole in the heart. She has only one question. When I tell her that she, the baby requires an operation, she has only one question. You know what the question is? It's not about is it safe or when is he going to, or how big is the scar or, you know. It's all about how much it is going to cost. And when I tell her it's going to cost 60,000 or 80,000 or 100,000 rupees, which she doesn't have, that is a price tag on the kid's life. You come up with 80,000 rupees, you can save your kid's life. You don't have 80,000 rupees, you're going to lose your kid. This is what I do from morning till evening, putting price tag on human life. This is what every doctor in every developing country does from morning till evening, putting price tag on human life. 
there is something wrong with the way this world runs. If you give legally the right to put price tag on human rights to people like us, we have failed as citizens of the society. Then we talked about human rights violation. If you take a gun and shoot someone, it's a murder. But people have given the, all the rights to officially manage the healthcare of the countries. When they don't do their job, it is not human right violation. So we are asking the wrong questions. Now, is there a solution? There is a solution. Healthcare can be, I strongly believe that within the next 10 years, India will become the first country in the world to dissociate healthcare from affluence. India will prove to the world that the wealth of the nation has nothing to do with the quality of healthcare its citizens will enjoy. India will do it. Because healthcare is not limited by any finite components. Mm. Supposing Indian government decides to offer a car, free car to every citizen, you can't do it because car is made up of all finite components. Mm. Made up of steel, which God doesn't make anymore, petrol, metals. Whereas healthcare is offered by people mm. with the skill. And people are replenishable. And fortunately, we produce 26 million of them every year. We can actually manage the healthcare of the whole planet. But we have to look at it in a different context. You also made a very interesting comment. I think last year I was reading up something wherein you said in 10 years, uh, software, uh, you know, you, people will take permission from software before we, they do treatment, something like that. In healthcare, software. What did you really mean by See, that? The, you know, the, the, I believe that uh, smart software will make smarter diagnosis than doctors uh, in the next five years and it will become legally mandatory for a doctor to take a second opinion from the software before starting the treatment. It will become legally mandatory in the next 10 years. I'm giving this time frame of five or 10 years because I don't want my colleagues to shoot me down, right? It's gonna happen much. What is the basis of this conviction? See, the, what is our job as doctors? We make diagnosis. How do you make diagnosis? What is so complex about that? There are only 6,000 diseases you can suffer from. And this diagnosis is made by, based on your history. Right? That's you're talking about symptoms. Then the uh, science, that is what we elicit. Then there are lab reports. Uh, there are only, you can only complain about 25,000 things to the doctor. You can't complain anything more. And there are similar number of findings I can elicit by examining you, whether you're anemic or whether there is a swelling or, right? There are only 50,000 signs and symptoms. And there are about 100,000 lab reports and images. You just link it and you have the diagnosis. That's what we do. So essentially, uh, diagnosing a problem, it is not like infinite kind of a data, uh, you know, it's not, it is finite. That's why you think the software could do that job? Yeah, the kind of things what software does today, I, I, the, whatever the, the, the diagnosis, even a, a very a cheap mobile phone, has enough power to make the diagnosis. You just need the right data, that's all. What will the doctors do? Sorry? What will the doctors no. do? Doctor, software will make 
doctors not to make mistakes and a doctor today can treat patients who they can touch that means you have to be physically sitting in front of a diabetologist in bangalore can't treat a patient in delhi but with a good emr and a online healthcare a doctor can sitting in his bedroom can treat patients in any part of the world so doctor will become more efficient doctor will become more productive doctor will become more safer right so patients the patients will be happy with the services see over 25 years ago there was uh, fly by wire uh, available in the plane plane yeah. can take off and land by itself without a pilot but would you like to get into a plane without a pilot irrespective of how good the technology is you won't do that yeah so you don't want to be treated by a software how much you think about things like artificial intelligence where they are saying you replicate human brain uh, the power of it and what it can do and lots of debates going around in your field for example what See, we, when people come to me with all these esoteric ideas about <laughs> what healthcare can do it's a good thing i want young people to think that way but i am mainly concerned about what we don't have about the grassroots uh, healthcare delivery in a world where 99.99% of the people have no emr there is no data i see big companies coming up building artificial intelligence for all kinds of algorithms where it for everything you need the data it is like people are building all kinds of fancy vehicles but nobody is building the road right so this is where we are first let's build the road then when the data comes these are all minor uh, uh, details are there questions on ethics also when you talk about data right and and the, the emr itself uh, lots of people don't are not aware about how that data can be used by companies and so on as a practitioner as an entrepreneur how much you think about that these are major issues data privacy and um, these data but i hope we don't go in the similar line what us has gone no innovation in healthcare in it can happen in emr in us uh, because of the fear of uh, data privacy and litigations and other issues the uh, a technologist if he has to build a application for the use of the doctor with the wow effect you must realize that if the the your product doesn't dazzle me I'm not interested. If you give me a product with a, a big manual, I'll throw it on your face. First of all, you have realized that we run a regulated industry. I will decide whether I want to use it or not. You're not making a consumer product. So you have to make everything what suits my requirement. If you don't come up with a product, I'm not going to use it. So you have to build something out of the world for a doctor. If a technologist has to come up with that kind of a product, he should have free access to uh the patient data and the doctor's consultation room sitting with the patient and that is not possible in the us because of the litigations and other problems so in a country where patient data is more sacred than patient's life no innovations can happen so we have a great opportunity in india we can make mind boggling products uh the other thing i wanted to know from you you like you rightly said you perform 
you are surgeries you you are you're you are doing that and on the other hand you are an administrator too you are an entrepreneur uh, you i heard about things like sending daily pnl uh, you know to to doctors and so on how do you balance these two roles that of an entrepreneur and a practitioner i uh, honestly don't take part in administration i love uh, my patients I, they gave me they give me all the joy and uh, i am privileged today i can say that i don't look after the administration there is a very good team of people who do the job I give the general direction and I strongly believe that uh, technology will dramatically change everything what we do and we have to move in that direction it may be very premature but we have no choice and my job is essentially uh, thinking about the future and making my organization and my country future ready whatever we have mess we are in it's okay as long as the future is bright final uh, question uh you know people talk of sci-fi or science fiction kind of thing that becomes reality tomorrow in the things that you do uh, and you're talking of future what are three four things that you believe don't exist today and could happen to you know you see the the whatever i'm predicting it is not a rocket science because we can see that because see the healthcare really doesn't need a tool which doesn't exist we have to put all the tools together and make it work to help people that's all so the Uh, the everything what is required for a wonderful healthcare delivery is already available it is just that we haven't put it together yeah that is what is required and that is going to happen that is going to happen yeah thank you so much for your time really enjoyed talking thank, thank you, you. Thank you.